You're at the Over or Under Show. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And man, it's a crazy world we live in. It has no shortages of rabbit holes. I'm not scared of rabbit holes. If you're not scared of rabbit holes, this show is for you. Let's see if we can jump in one and make our way back to the top. Hey, welcome back to Over and Under. I'm your host, Ed Henderson. And thank you once more for downloading the podcast. Just got off my phone with a very, very dear friend. We go back a long ways, Matt. The conversation was like it always is. It was going very well. And we were just talking about certain things that are in the news today. And we were talking about like difference in the genders thing, all the things that are going on in Florida with the LGBTQ committee, the uh, don't say gay bill that never was a don't say gay bill. We were talking about the different traits of gender. And I said, you know, Matt, it's not like it's anything new. We've always known that some some people had more masculine traits or more feminine traits. We, we just didn't really feel the need to have different pronouns for it. I said, you know, probably a classic example because of our age. I said, Superman, take Superman, for instance. We always understood when Superman... Uh, became Superman. He was he was more masculine, you know. He had, he was more strong. He was a take action kind of guy. And then there was that side of him that was Clark Kent. You know, we weren't confused. That was the same man. But for some reason today, we feel like we have to make certain distinctions. Like they can't exist. You know, the uh, big word that's always used, right, is spectrum. Well, there's always been a spectrum of masculinity and feminism. And we've always uh, recognized those. Some some guys are just stone cold and other guys are kind of like more caring, motherly type figures. But they they were male. But what just absolutely killed him was I said, well, Matt, you do know that Superman is gay. He said, no, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, yeah, he came out, I think, last year. And he said, no, Ed, that's not even possible. No way. Come on, tell me that's not so. Superman's not gay. I said, yeah, they got a picture of him kissing a boy. You can go on the Internet and look at it. I mean, it's true, Matt. I don't know what to tell you. Superman turned 80 years old and at the same time figured out that he was gay. I would also like to point in that's about the time dementia kicks in. So, Brother Matt, if you're listening, I'm sorry for ruining your day, but we this is 2022. You're going to have to... Uh, Toughen up, Buttercup. That's all I got to say. So moving on, today we are going to be talking a little bit about genders. And as a lot of times I like to try to go to the dictionary and get definitions and sometimes contrast it with synonyms and opposites. And we'll probably get to that in a little bit later. But we've got a couple things that are going on in the news. Leah Tom- Thomas is probably the biggest thing that's going on right now. In, in that whole realm of people identifying certain ways. And it's, 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 it's problematic, is it not? And I think any time that you start off on a false premise that the guy is a girl or a woman, you're going to, it's, it's going to be problematic. I mean, it doesn't matter how often the rest of society tries to construct or support or try to make something, if it's not a reality, It's always going to be problematic, and somebody is going to be affected by it in a negative way. Now, for full context, I am a heterosexual male. Everything agrees with what's going on upstairs and downstairs and throughout my entire being. And I must say, at some point in time when we were starting to break barriers, I think I took a lot of things personally 
But there's been so many things that have been broken that I kind of felt like was just that they would never be broken. Same-sex marriage, for one. Dudes being talked about as uh, being being women. I'm not going to say that I agree with it. I, st- I still don't agree with it. But I'm much more accepting of it. You know, you can love people and not affirm their lifestyles and, and certain things that they do in their lives. You know, let me let me depart just for a little bit. If you ever think that I'm attacking you, you would be so wrong. I have such a diverse crowd of friends that I have. I love them. They love me. I accept them for who they are. I'm more than glad to have the conversation with them. I don't have to convert them in order to love them or be friends with them, to be civil with them. But I am who I am too. And if you're going to want me to respect you and where you're at, you're going to have to give me the same. And I I guess I just wanted to throw that out there because you would be so mistakenly if you think there's anything in my heart that is malicious towards you. And when I'm talking about such matters, I'm just trying to convey to you. Sometimes I'm seeking understanding and I'm confused about matters. I I do want to know. So Please, please don't label me like that because, for one thing, it's simply not true. And maybe here's certain when I figure out how to record more than just myself because I'm not very good at this in case you haven't figured it out. But if I ever do get the skills and can figure out how to uh, do multiple mics and do a decent uh, mix to where it sounds good to the listener, I'll, I'll bring in some of these other people. Let me continue on with what I was talking about, gender. Trying to wrap your head around gender. Well, let me tell you a story. You know, as you know, I like to tell stories. I, I love comedians, and especially my my top favorite are Chris Chris Rock and David Chappelle because they just have a way of being very real. They're making a lot of money at pointing out things to you that are very real. But as I go into this uh, conversation about gender, I think about Chris Rock. Chris Rock told a story, and it was shortly after Zig. What was saying, Zigfield and and Roy, those were those guys out in uh, well, they're out in uh, Las Vegas, and they they did a show and had these beautiful white tigers, they're just magnificent creatures, and they were trained, they would do all kinds of tricks and stunts with them. But after one of the lions attacked, and I do believe it was Roy, damn near fatal, a lot of people were talking about what made that tiger lose his mind, and Chris Rock, you really ought to pull it up. He said, you know. That tiger didn't lose his mind. He said when that tiger attacked that man, that tiger was being a tiger. He said that tiger lost his mind when he jumped on that little tricycle and started doing circles around a ring. That's when that tiger lost his mind. Chris Rock told that story to get laughs, and he got a bunch of them. My delivery is not Chris Rock. But there's a lot of seriousness in that. Was the lion losing his mind when he attacked his trainer? Or was he losing his mind when he was on a tricycle. I've never seen anything from Mutual of Omaha. What they call that show? It came on after Disney World. Can't even remember. Wild Kingdom. Now I'm telling you how old I am. I never saw a lion out in the wild jump on a tricycle and start riding in circles. I do know that Marlon, the guy who directed that show, showed them a lot of respect. And I always took it that that lion, looking at what he did to some wildebeest and some other animals in the kingdom, I figured he could do that to me too. So there's there's more to that story about that attack. But I think Chris Rock, just like Chappelle so often, I mean, they nail some incredible critiques of our society and where we're at and how we view 
this world. And I think they go out of their way to help us see things as they are. So Leah Thomas has proven to be problematic, even for the LBGTQ community. And I understand there's been two more added to it. It's LBGTQIA, I think. I don't know what they stand for, but it is growing. But Leah is problematic because Leah is a man. That's quite simply put, Leah is a man competing with other women. And I mean, in one event, she killed her competition. I believe it was some 1,650 yard. If I don't talk like I know about women swimming or swimming in general, it's because I don't. But this was a a very long event, but she beat the next competitor by 30-some-odd seconds. I mean, in sports, when you are competing at the very top, you know you might be split by seconds between first and last, and if it's the best competition in the world, sometimes it's just fractions, tenths of a second that separate these people. And Leah is posting times where you get out of the pool, you get a get a shower, get cleaned up, maybe get something to eat, and then come back and see who came in second and talk to the rest of the field. I mean, that in that kind of a finish, I mean, that's it, just devastating. And what's obvious is, is that you've got a man that is competing against women. But what I find truly amazing about this story, why did it take a women's swimming event to bring this to light or to get people talking about it. I mean, you've even got people like Martina Navratilova, who is a uh, lesbian woman, who is saying this is not fair. You've got Caitlyn Jenner, who is both transgendered and an athlete, saying this is not fair. So the LGD, LGBTQIA community is now having division within its ranks. And it's, it's because, in my personal opinion, this is Ed Henderson, I'm one person, it's because you've started off on a false narrative to begin with. You know, you can put something in the foundation of any construct, and whether you're talking about a house or something that you're building up in your mind or a social construct, if you start that construction with something that is out of whack, out of square, out of level, out of plumb, something that does not resonate, I guess when we're talking about things of a mental nature, if, if it is not logical, you're going to have to deal with that as some shape, form, or manner. And I think we've been dealing with, I think we've had a lot of signs in our society that something is amiss, but why did it take a NCAA national championship to bring this to light? And it's, it's actually worse. Not only did she kill her competition, there's an analyst by the name of Ross Tucker and he studies athletes. He's a scientist, and for various reasons, maybe for training, maybe to see how to help an athlete, but he has asserted that Leah is sandbagging, that she is holding her times back, and it could possibly be that Leah Thomas is starting to feel the weight of societal pressures as she is just killing her competition. So when she came into the NCAA, maybe she took the titles that she wanted to, but I think she left some on the table. Uh, she raced another uh, transsexual, uh, I think it was a woman transitioning to a man. They raced, and I think that, that, that his friend beat him. And if I get confused about using pronouns, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to be, uh, what's the word for it? Disrespectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody. I really not. It's, it, it does confuse me as I'm looking at, 
people and trying to figure out how they see themselves and especially when there's two opposite ones that have done a, a transitioning yeah, I promise you I'm not trying to disrespect anybody it's just it gets confusing to me but back to what I was saying is those times are much worse and it's like Leah does know Leah probably senses the unfairness of it you know she could have went to the NCAA took took everything potentially now this is all conjecture on my part but here's a scientist he is a scientist works for some major company that I believe one of them's Adidas don't hold me to that if you want to uh, read what he did he just evaluated the laps but the name of the the title of it was uh, how Leah Thomas intentionally suppresses her times and uh, gosh I wish I should have made notes so you could go to that news article but just go to Google and punch in uh, Leah Thomas intentionally suppressing her times and I'm sure that article will pop up the last night the man's last name was Tucker um, so you know I wonder how many girls on that team that that swim alongside of Leah were very supportive I mean they go to the University of Pennsylvania it's not like they're going to Hillsdale College it's not like they're going to Liberty University and if you're going to go to a state university like that, you better be woke. And if you're not woke, you better get woke because uh, conser- people of conservative ideals live a hard life. I mean, they're, they're really the only ones that you can attack. And it's not that conservatives attack anybody. It's just that they have an opinion. You would think that on a college campus, you would that's what they would promote, ideas, and it, it would be okay. But it's only certain kinds of ideas, and more specifically, woke ideas that are promoted and everything else is if it's not silenced it is truly attacked it's not just college campuses that attack conservative speech or attack let's say attack speech is not woke it doesn't fit their narrative of being woke they are a the babylon b is a satirical i don't know what you call it website or i don't know if they have a magazine i never been to it i just know their feeds pop up sometimes and I, I i read their stuff but the thing that got them banned off of twitter was when they made fun of the u.s assistant secretary for health of the u.s department of health and human services rachel levine and this is what they tweeted out levine is the u.s assistant secretary for health for the u.s department of health and human services where he serves proudly as the first man in that position to dress like a western cultural stereotype of a woman he is also on he's also an admiral in the US Public Health Service Commission Corps. What a boss exclamation mark. Rachel's original name is Richard Levine, but he changed it to Rachel for some strange reason a few years ago. Who cares? Who says a dude as accomplished as this can't be named Rachel? This king doesn't care what people think about him. He often wears a dress which some people think is weird, but he doesn't care one bit. Come on. Men in India wear dress type garments, don't they? Rachel's message is to be true to yourself, and we couldn't agree more. This man is breaking barriers and showing us all the true meaning of courage. We applaud this precious and perfectly made child of God for all his accomplishments and hope he stays true to who God made him to be. Update. This is still part of the article. Since announcing this award, we've been told that Levine actually identifies as a woman. We have still chosen to give the award as his self-identification has no bearing on the truth. Congratulations, Rachel Levine. So, obviously, it is satirical. Think about all the things that were said about Trump, whether it was his orange hair or that he's a Nazi or, I mean, 
if you're a public figure, you're open, but not this public figure. So they were banned from Twitter for stating what I believe is obvious. I mean, when I look at Rachel, I would be lying to you that I saw anything other but a man. Would I be respectful of uh, Miss Lynn? Well, Admiral Levine. Let, let me share her acceptance speech because you women have gotten cheated out one more time out of, a, of another acknowledgement. She says, I am humbled to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps and first openly transgender four-star officer across any of the eight uniformed services, Levine said in a statement. This is a momentous occasion, and I am pleased to take this role for the impact I can make and for the historic nature of what it symbolized. May this appointment be the first of many like it as we create a more inclusive future. So, ladies, y'all got cheated out of one more distinction and one more achievement by a man. At least that's my that's my take on it. I mean, if you get your panties in a wad about a man taking a women's swimming event, what is it? What is it? How does it make you feel when she's a she's a four star admiral? And I saw pictures of her. I mean, if she walked up on a um, deck of a ship and I was in Navy and she was calling herself admiral, I mean, she's decked out in a suit with all kinds of gold lease around her sleeves, all kinds of bugles or stars around her neck. She looks very official now. I would recognize that was a man. I mean, because it's pretty, pretty, pretty obvious. But I do believe in the chain of command, and if that's what they put in command, I wouldn't get in the way of her running the ship. Well, so how do you get here, and and what do we do about it? How do we go forward? How do we build consensus? Like I said, I, I've seen so many barriers broke. I'm. I'm pretty wide open now. I mean, like like same-sex marriage. I mean, once it became same-sex marriage, you know, I I mean, the logic only goes to, so what else could be defined as a marriage? I think you've already jumped the biggest hurdle, right? If somebody, I mean, seriously, if it wasn't supposed to be a man and a woman and we got past that, why does it have to be contained to just two people? Why why can't it be three, four, or five? I think I'm going to leave it right there because the the possibilities are endless. There is endless as genders. You know, genders, there's like 57 genders now that are being recognized. And I'll go over some of them with you. Hold on. You've got a gender. A person who is a gender does not identify with any particular gender, so they... We'll just throw them out because they don't even care about gender, but they are listed as a gender. Androgen. A person who identifies as androgen has a gender that is either both masculine and feminine or between masculine and feminine. By gender, a person who identifies as by gender has two genders. That's scientifically impossible, but people who are by gender often display cultural masculine and feminine roles. It's like I was trying to tell you when I was talking about Superman. He had masculine and not so masculine. Some people might even say feminine as he was Clark Kent. You know, he was waiting for Superman to pop out and do his thing and uh, more like a woman until he ran off to the telephone booth and turned into Superman and did all the really heavy masculine thing. And then there's the word butch. Women, especially lesbians, tend to use this term to describe the way they express masculinity or what society defines as masculinity. Cisgender. I just learned this the other day. 
uh, cisgender that I am that that's normal everything lines up you look like a male and you're you're masculine and it's kind of hard to explain it is what it is is what we've always known to be uh, male and female gender expansive the LGBTQIA resource center defines gender expansive as an umbrella term used for individuals who broaden their own culture's commonly held definitions of gender, including expectations for its expression, identity roles, and other perceived gender norms. So gender expansive, these are the rocket kids, man. They're they're always pushing the boundary, so hold on. They just added I and A to LBGTQ. Uh, God only knows they're probably going to take the entire alphabet. Gender fluid, a person who identifies as gender fluid has gender identity and presentation that shifts between or shifts outside of a society's expectation of gender. Gender outlaw, a person who identifies as a gender outlaw refuses to allow society's definition of male or female to define them. Gender queer, a person who identifies as gender queer has a gender identity or expression that is not the same as society's expectation for their assigned sex or assumed gender. Masculine center, a person who uses the term, is used usually by a lesbian or a trans person who leans more towards masculine performance and experience of gender. And there's several more, I'm, I, but I'll wrap it up. I can't, I gotta, I gotta give you this one. Two-spirit. Two-spirit is an umbrella term that encompasses different sexualities and genders in the indigenous Native American communities. There are many different definitions of two-spirit, and indigenous Native American people may or may not use this term to describe their experiences and feelings of masculinity and femininity. So there you have it, people. The American Indian has a sexuality and way of expressing themselves that is unknown to the rest of humankind, and uh, again, I find that bizarre. Can I simply and very humbly make a suggestion to the LGBTQIA and uh, any other way that you could possibly express yourself in a sexual way or a gender way. Like I said, for the, the people who, like myself, have always recognized male and female, we've never been confused that there are spectrums of what we think about as far as being like real masculine, like uh, I, I don't know, a Bruce Willis character and uh, Richard Gere. We, we, but we, we say that's a man. And some, some guys are like really rugged and some are not so, not so rugged. And same thing with females. You know, some females are just very dainty and frail or they come off as frail. And then you've got those women who are very strong natured and we use terms like tomboy. It's not like we were not aware of the the spectrum that that y'all tried to talk about and and really lavish a lot of time on trying to tell us something that we don't already know and, and take take these uh podcasts of mine as an opportunity to get to know a little bit about us too um, because we we have opinions too we feel things too we have that we have things that run in our mind too we have beliefs we have faith we have Things that we hold on to, so just listen to me. I mean, I listen to y'all, but I'm going to humbly suggest that you you find your own words. I would start, myself personally, I would not try to make gender and um, biological sex different. I mean, y'all have done a good job of doing that. I mean, I, I, I went up and I wanted to get a term of gender, 
And usually when you go get a definition of a word, you just open the dictionary up and right there it pops out. They tell you what it means. When I was trying to get a definition, they it's like they're prepping you. They want to tell you about everything that's happened in the last 20 years, the context of gender and sex, because to mankind, um, gender always meant what it means. You know, you're either male or you're female. And yes, I do know that sex is... Um, can be quite different, at least the way that y'all try to define it, but it gets to be very confusing. There's, and it's because there's a history there. You have to go through a big destruction of time. Just, you know, we don't have to get into a big study of the word gender. I mean, let me put it very simple to you because I'm a very simple person. When's the last time you went to a sex reveal? Well, maybe you have. And I've never been invited to a sex reveal, but if I was invited to a sex reveal, I would not be thinking that was a parent or parents that were having a little party to reveal the sex of their child. No, they're called gender reveals. And by a lot of different variety of things, they uh, either through a cannon and balloons or however they do it, it's uh, either pink or blue smoke comes out or pink or blue confetti comes out of a balloon. And it is to signify that what the gender of that child is, which is going to line up with whatever that sonogram showed that it was sexually. You just cannot separate them. So I was kind of taken back that I just don't know of another word in the dictionary where they get encyclopedic where you have to read three pages before they even start presenting the definition of the word to you. And yes, I am exaggerating. You, you might go and say, it is only two or three paragraphs. You're, you're exaggerating. I am exaggerating. Sometimes it's a, it's just a way to make a point. But you, I don't think you'll find another word in the dictionary that you go through such a trouble, extensive labor before you even get to the point to where they feel comfortable starting to give you the definition of it. So I just pulled away because I've got other ways to figure out how words, and I've done this on other podcasts. I said, so sometimes the best way to understand a word is to look at its opposites. Uh, sometimes it's good to find out what its synonyms are. So let's do that right now. So here's some of the synonyms for uh, gender. And they are as follows. Bear, and it's spelled B-E-A-R. It's just a single word, bear. I don't know if that's like bearing weight, bearing children. The next one that is uh, given to you is to generate. Generate. No commentary there. Generate. Uh, to produce, maybe? I don't know. Then followed by the word hair, like spelling of a rabbit. I don't know what that means other than visually. I confess to you that you know, to make love like a rabbit. We hear that a lot. So I, I don't know if there's any connection there. Maybe I need to see a psychologist for that one. But then it follows, I do understand this, to produce. I know what it means to produce something. Then it uses the word spawn by itself. I know what it means to spawn. And then breed, standing by itself. I know what it means to breed, um, to hatch. Think about a chicken and an egg. To father, to mother. And then the last one is the word sire. That last word sire is interesting because it, it's a respectful form for someone of high social status, especially a king, a father, or a male, or forebear. Sire also means the male parent of an animal, especially a stallion or bull kept for breeding. 
So these are historically words for gender. So we are not only blurring the lines of gender of uh, masculine and female, we're also really going out of our way to blur what words mean. And seriously, we cannot have a conversation about anything if we cannot agree on the meanings of words. And in my search and looking at the synonyms, looking at what's opposite, look, let's look at some of the things that are opposite of gender. So I didn't really get a find an opposite of gender. What I got, and this actually came from a LGBTQIA site, and uh, they just give you examples. So let me just read some of the examples that they gave. Peer, peerless, poet, poetess, policeman, policewoman, priest, priestess, prince, princess, prophet, prophetess, ram, a ewe, a rooster, a hen, a shepherd, a shepherdess, senor, senora, son, daughter, songster, songstress, stag, hind, stallion, mare, steward, stewardess, sultan, sultana, tempter, temptress, tiger, tigress. You get the idea. So that's all opposites of each other along the gender spectrum. That's why I'm suggestion, suggesting to the uh, LGBTQIA community, again, I'm not meaning any disrespect if I left anybody out of that list, but maybe you need a new word that you're trying, because gender and sex is just way too intertwined, and you're, when you're talking to people like me, we're not confused. We don't, we don't really need a lesson on the spectrum of masculinity or the spectrum of femininity. Um, we just, where we start to disagree in is that you can still be a very, uh, for lack of a better term, just trying to communicate here, effeminate type male with a lot of motherly, maybe you like to cook. I love to cook. I love to cook. I don't think too many people would uh, tell you that I am effeminate, but I do truly love to be in the kitchen. I love to cook. Um, so if maybe you think that's a feminine quality, um, maybe the way that people nurture and care. And we've never been confused about the different spectrums of the very petite and uh, I don't want to use the word frail. It's just that my vocabulary is not coming to me. I wish I could find a better word. Princess type chick to, as compared to a, uh, a tomboy. And we, we've always been very comfortable knowing those ranges do exist. And I'm not trying to take anything away from you because y'all have really pushed it for a long time. We live with uh, two, two sexes, two genders. And uh, I think there's 57 more recognize i think there's 57 different ways to express yourself and if we ever get into uh, some really way out things that i don't even want to broach on i've got to do a lot more reading i've heard some crazy things out there that people identify with and that's going to be a, maybe that'd be a good podcast too because if what makes something reality is what somebody comes up with between their two ears which that's the way it's ex expressed to me i heard on a Dr. Phil show, this uh, trans woman, I think is a trans woman, said that sex is what happens between your legs and gender is what happens between your two ears, trying, you know, trying to say it, it's what happens in your brain. But what I'm trying to say to you is if that's what it takes to solidify something, to make it societally norm, to make it societally acceptable, if only thing that has to take place is that in that person's mind, 
They just have to identify that way and that way. And then from there, society confirms it, if you will. And that becomes a normal base. Y'all better be y'all better hold on. Y'all better hold on because this could go just about anywhere. That's taking, I think, therefore I am to a whole different level than the world has understood it up to this point. So let me see. Is there anything else I'd like to talk about coming up on? Good gracious. Well over 30 minutes. Let's hold off right there. If y'all would like to talk about this at a different level in closing, I just want to say, as I did at the beginning, because this is very, very important to me. And if I didn't have a heart, if I didn't have a love for people, I would not care. I would just tell you, I would just throw it out there and say, live with it. But that's not how I feel. I do very much care about everyone. And you don't have to agree with me. And uh, if you if you just think that I am a, some type of crazy sex, sexist, maybe a white nationalist, supremacist, white supremacist, because it, it doesn't take much to get labeled that these days either. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. If you knew my personal family stories that are happening within my family, if you knew uh, the friends that I truly love and care for, and, you know, you might, you might get hung up on the fact, well, if you truly love them, you would come along to their way of thinking. And that's where you and I would depart because I think you really show your love for somebody when you truly do accept who they are regardless. And, you know, Jesus Christ himself so often were found with the unacceptable people of their society. Matter of fact, it was the religious people he seemed to break in hives over and have a adverse reaction to. And as he did his ministry, he never affirmed, and I was going to use the word sin, and I know that would offend people. So let's say he never affirmed what he did not accept, but he surely did accept them, and he gave them an invitation to have a relationship with him. And it appeared that he did so in such a fashion that it, it promoted love. It promoted love. And so I hope in that vein, and I, and I have a hard time explaining myself, as much as I care about my relationships with people, I don't feel like I'm doing them any favors if I do not acknowledge what I know to be truth. And I'm going to take them and give them the respect that at least they think that they are following a truthful path. And I would only hope that they would give me that same consideration that he is following what he believes to be true. And I do believe there's an ultimate truth. So... And maybe we'll do a podcast on truth. What does that mean? Because that could be quite a topic. A lot of people believe that's whatever you want it to be. So let's uh, let's let's drop it right there. Let's see if anything from this babbling for well over 30 minutes will translate into anything that you can find value in. I will bid you a fond adieu. Uh, like I always do, wish you a wonderful day. Pray for God's blessings upon your life and keep you safe till we come together again on Over and Under. Bye.